P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And now, the end is near, and so I face our final episode. Well, not actually our final episode. No, it's not, but it's our last, it's our final film. Our final film review. Actually, I'm glad you bring that up, because after this episode, when we close it here, we have a nice little, uh, a nice little thing we're going to share. Some, Some surprising... Exciting things, but we'll go into that a little more. Kyle, how do you feel uh, that this just is a little the... hungry? Oh, just oh about the podcast. I thought is that a pun for like the Hunger Games? Oh, that was that is way too clever for. Me. <laughs> um, I'm feeling a little like... hungry for some games. Yes. Um, this is, is this is this is crazy. This was something that I mean has been fun for a majority of the time I always love uh, talking I loved talking all these movies uh, with you and uh, I, there was some movies that I'd never seen that I really uh, ended up enjoying some could you know but I feel like I am almost now like a like I got a degree in Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, like yeah. I said, I mean, and we issue this challenge now officially. I don't think anyone else besides his friends and family probably have seen the entire Philip Seymour Hoffman catalog. That's mainly because we saw Schuler. <sighs> have seen it and then really like there might you know, but seen it, but also we just re- we you know we dived into it. Yeah, took we really head just, first. And yeah. So let's, without further ado, let's jump into this one. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let him rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Call me. That's a paper. Wherever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always on my mind, cool. This is a process of dehypnotization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Hoff fans. Welcome to this week's episode of the PSI Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk great movies. I'm just realizing yes. that just throughout this podcast, we could have like recorded one really good version of that, and then... like That's lazy, though. That's I, lazy. I like to be present. I like to You're roll like in and in, out of it. Like, yeah, sometimes we've like flavored it a little. Like our... our yeah, that's true. And you know, like, you know, not that the people listening care, but like the minutia of things. My voice or your voice sounds different on the day, depending. Yeah, sometimes I'm really, I'm like, wow, what kind of mood was I in that day? <laughs> like, I don't, like, I just sound really, really, like I'm doing a Lancaster dot of like, really, 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 like, just tired. <laughs> but, hey, but you know what? We're, we're ready to go. As we keep saying, our last film, or our last dive into a film, because this is the last film in this catalog, Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 2. Part 2. And it feels, just like the last one, this really feels like, you know, a movie that 
it, it feels like the third act just like stretched out, or like late second act into third act for just sure stretched out. And before we dive into it, though, again, want to remind you this is not our last episode ever. We have some really, really exciting news that yeah. we'll share with at the end of this episode. Yeah. Two more official episodes. Two more, possibly three more. Something we have to discuss. So we'll go over the we'll go over the calendar with you at the end. But you want to listen to this episode, and you definitely want to listen to the end because we have again some. I mean. You agree, right? Some exciting, exciting news. Yes. And also, if you saw the post, then most likely it's written in there somewhere as well. For sure, but, you know, <laughs> not everyone is a Facebook follower. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Facebook. It's not yes. too late. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. You'll get that information there. But listen for the tease, because, again, some very exciting news today. But Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Da-da-da. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you there, Kyle. Um, I actually liked this one better than Mockingjay Part 1. Yeah, because there was, like, stuff going on. I, th- I I don't necessarily say this is a stretched-out third act. I think you could take... Uh, is this how I would do it? I would have just gone for... And this is, I know this is, like, the opposite of the studio's thinking, because this would cost more money and probably make less in the end, but... I would have gone for one, like, three-hour movie, you know? Yeah. The the series earned it enough in terms of two very well-made uh, and also, like, movies that did well that one three-hour conclusion would have been better than two two-hour conclusions. Yeah. Because the first one, that could have fit into a first act for me of an hour. Yeah. You know? And this one, this one could have been cut down a little, but I think if we were going to combine these two movies... I think you get more of this one in that movie. I think it just would have felt but like uh, maybe one day if, if I rewatch them, I'll watch them right in a row cuz this does this picks up picks up right yeah. where the Yeah, and I was thinking like that might be better, but I still feel that would be a 4-hour movie and I think that would be Yeah, then that would just be tiring. Yeah, that that's too tiring. The the part 1 is tiring, you yeah. know, it is. I there's information you need there, but totally can be condensed. Part one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Part two is more like... And, and look, it it wasn't fantastic. I think in the series, and now we've seen... Uh, you've seen all four? I can't remember if you saw the first one. Yeah, yeah, I saw it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think to me my favorite is um, Catching Fire. But... I guess this one's my third favorite. I would rank them in my enjoyment. Catching Fire. OG. Yeah, The Hunger Games. Does that have a name? No. Just The Hunger Games? Yeah. Yeah, that one, despite not having Philip Seymour Hoffman, I would say is the second best. This one would be the third, and part one, Mockingjay, I think yeah. is the worst of them. But yeah, I mean, it, it sucks because I think they ruined what could have been a good conclusion by splitting these films. More importantly, though, our guy, Philip Seymour Hoffman, we definitely wanted to see this film because there, we heard a lot of rumors and a lot of things about this film. Yes. He was actually, from reading a lot, he actually filmed most of his scenes even for this film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he didn't film all of his scenes, so you don't really get a lot of him. No, but there's the one big scene that his, it was... It's transferred, and we'll play that clip later. Woody Harrelson reading the letter. Yeah, and a little bit of what Effie says supposedly was going to be his, too. Oh, okay. And then 
But we also, and we can now confirm, there was a CGI. There was not. That is not CGI. That's not CGI? Nope, Kyle. Nope. I knew you were going to say that. Like, you knew that one thing? That's a clip they used from when they, from part one. I deep dive and I found that out. The, act, the director decided at the last minute... Would they, like, cut him out of, like, a background and put No, no, no. He, he was just viewing from a previous shot scene or something oh. like that. Because he looks different. He, it's not. The director confirmed that there is zero CGI in any of the films. Oh. They developed... We cannot confirm. We can confirm <laughs> that he was... We can confirm mother confirm. Yeah, that's just a rumor. They developed it, and when he saw it, he said, like... And you can see a lot of interviews with him, and he says yeah. it. He's like, it didn't feel right to me. Yeah. We're going to handle this differently. Good. Because, Good. Uh, what's it called? Fast and Furious came out the same year. Yeah. And they used... He- Less was brothers. Yeah, less was filmed in that in that yeah. film, you know, to be fair. But they they use CGI, they use doubles and stuff like that. Yeah. But in this they just used scene transfers. Oh. So that that apparent I know, that's what I was thinking too. But apparently that is not CGI. I'm not exactly sure what they did. I know it was clips from previous stuff. Alright. I'm sure there's like CGI around him. I'm not yeah, I don't care about that. No, no, I, but like it's not a CGI face. It looked very. It didn't. It didn't. Yeah, he looked. I uh, think there, it's like guilty of seeing what we want to see, kind of thing. Like we're looking for the CGI. I guess it's so. But he's not. He's not giving the reaction I'm expecting. Yeah. No. And maybe that's because he's it. just. What? That's also because he's then just like. Then that's taken from I guess catching fire when he's maybe when he's literally when he's like the game master and he's just watching a screen. Yeah, yeah, like, and like, not much <laughs> is going on this. Screen. That could be it, yeah, because it just feels very plastic to me. That that could be it, just because okay. he's not properly reacting. All right, well, there you go. But so so, just to confirm, CGI Hoffman actually does not exist. I feel like we've been kind of teasing that throughout the series that we would see a CGI version, but no, there is no apparently no CGI Hoffman. Um. All right. The, okay. the jury still could be out. Maybe that was a C.J. Hoffman, but... I mean, the director's saying it isn't, so that's pretty... Maybe trying to cover his ass. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. So, unfortunately, we don't get a lot of Hoffman. Um, but for... This is official. For the very last time, Kyle. Please give us your summary. I'm winging it. <laughs> last one, I'm and, winging it. And for the first one, you'll be winging it. <laughs> um... All right, Mockingjay Part Two. Pan. Can, can, so it's spelled P A N E M. Yeah. It's, sometimes it feels like they're saying Pan Am. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes Pan-Am. they do say Pan Am. It's like the Han Han thing. Ju- yeah. <laughs> Julianne Moore says yeah. Panem. Panem. Yeah. Panem. I think it's one of these. Yeah, they just don't correct it yeah. on set, but. So war is in full escalation in the country continent of Panem, and. Well, like we said, Katniss is right where we left her off in the last one, and she's. It feels like it's going to be a play a big role, but she's been choked by Peta and can't talk, and then she gets her voice back. I thought it was going to play like into this whole she can't do propaganda, but anyway, Katniss decides that she is just going to go on this solo mission and go kill Snow, and then Gail's going to help her, and then she ends up going on this whole team mission and pretty much. As Finnick says, like, welcome to the 76th Hunger Games. It doesn't feel like it, but the Game Masters that, yeah. the game masters have created all these new booby traps, and it's just pretty much, a, from that point, just like a mission to get to the capital. 
It's specifically to snow. Yeah, to snow. And it is our conclusion of the series. Yes, it is. And the conclusion of our series, somewhat. Somewhat. Yes. Our, <laughs> our anthology, at least. Okay, so I guess we kind of got into it, but what did you think of this film? I, li- I, li- I liked it. Was, or, I'm sorry, it was entertaining. I, w- I wouldn't say necessarily that I liked it, but it was entertaining, and the fact that there were weird, there was uh, weird mutant things that we've never seen before, like go in the sewers. Okay, so I looked that up. Yeah, there was weird mutant things, but yeah. technically, because I'm like, what the hell? This yeah. doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like that kind well, of. Well, there film. was the weird things in like the yeah. So they have that even the Mockingjay is a mutated animal. Yeah. Because it was... Well, the Mockingjay... I don't know if we went over this, or maybe Kara did, I can't remember. But the Mockingjay is half a mutated animal. There are Mockingbirds, which actually exist on Earth. And that, like, the government mutated uh, Mockingbirds to make Jabbajays, which are the bird they, they they listen to what people say, and then they repeat it. Oh. And so they could... That was, like, a primitive way, or whatever, of, the like, spying on word. people. But... The Jabbajay mated with mockingbirds, and they made the Mockingjay, which can repeat like songs and stuff. But it's a symbol of rebellion because it shouldn't exist in their world, and yet it does. Did you think that this movie at one point was going to go full Cats musical? <laughs> oh yeah, no, we'll get into that too. But but let's start at the beginning because that we we see Hoffman what like thirty seconds in? Yeah, which great <laughs> great it used to be an issue for us not seeing him at all yeah. but 30 seconds in and oh well let's play the clip and then we'll talk about it i want to talk to him he needs time but um we're trying something new today he's been calmer with the doctors but they're strangers to him so we're going to test his response on someone he remembers from home Somebody trusts. So yeah, like I said in my uh, winging it summary, <laughs> we pick up where Katniss has no voice. She wants to go see Peta, and at this point, you know, she's been in the room for feels like you know a couple days or something like, or maybe maybe a little longer. They don't really say, but they've been running tests on Peta, and then they're going to bring Prim in there, someone recogni- you know recognizable to him, and just help this brainwash Peta, like the. The you know, District Thirteen isn't giving up on on him. You know they want to turn him, and we eventually even learn that Coin liked Peta over uh, over Katniss. Yeah, so I mean, of- and I think I think it's obvious why to me, and they kind of allude to it. Like Katniss is a bit of a wild card, and Peta is like very controllable. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. So I after this, I did. Did this movie feel like the most? Besides, obviously, like pretty teenagers like fighting one another, and like the especially the first movie, this really felt very young adult out of like a lot of them. Like the dialogue, like the because after this, it's you know, there's that one line that Gail says to uh, to Katniss, it's like kissing a drunk person, it doesn't count. Like, there's these like lines and these moments, yeah, I wrote that one down too. My guess for that is just because they're drawing these two films out more mm-hmm. is that they just drew more from the book in terms of okay. dialogue. And then 
I thought that line was crappy. Yeah. But I think that's a line that fits really well in a young adult book. Yeah. Like so, you're saying, yeah. you know, like I don't find that as crappy on paper as I do when it's delivered, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, with Plutarch, we really only get him in the beginning of this film before Katniss goes on her on her mission. And she does well. She go she goes to the the to District Two, and I got excited because Gwendolyn Gwendolyn Christie is there. Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie, that's great. But then I'm like, oh, cool, she's gonna like fight because this could be badass, and then nothing happens. No, did you see that? <laughs> uh, did you see in the trivia that she also replaced? Yeah, she replaced, somebody. Yeah. Who knows? You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, can't yeah. wait for Game of Thrones to return. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she goes out there with. I mean, BT. Goes Gail, Haymitch, Haymitch, uh, you know, and then uh, uh, Marshall Boggs, Marshall Lee's character. Yeah. Um, I mean, should we go over the cast? <laughs> because I feel like we don't have to because it's the same cast. It's the same as of the last film. time. Guys, listen no to one, last week's. There's kind of new people introduced to like this team, but then they get like killed like pretty fa- like you yeah. Know what I'm it was like those twins. This is those twins. They they're the first ones to bite the dust. Besides, or, I'm not no Boggs, but. Poor Marshall Ali. Yeah, box. But I mean, we get more of Joanna Mason in this one. Joanna, but like that was the whole thing. She was remember I was talking with Kara. Like there were so many act young actresses that wanted that role. I I I don't I don't get it. I don't get. I don't like, know if I know. The, I mean, she is an interesting character and stuff. Yeah. Um. I. I think she gets weird at times. She's probably more influential in the book. That's my guess. Okay. Um, her Catching Fire was her best film. Yeah, yeah. Well, she wasn't in the last one, really. Just like briefly. Yeah. Um, but that's commitment shaving your head, and so good, <laughs> good work. Uh, so this whole time, by the way, I was trying to figure out where I knew Jenna Malone from, and I'm like, I don't, like I know this girl's face, and uh-huh. I've seen her in like modern things, but there's a movie I like watched a lot before that she's in it. I couldn't realize it. Neon Demon? No, no. But it's for love of the game. Kevin Costner? Oh, she's the kid. She's like, the yeah, the kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> and yeah, like, she, oh. yeah she was a child. She's in another movie as a child, too, mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I saw that. But for love of the game is what I was thinking of. <laughs> it is baseball season. Yes. Um, baseball season is upon us. It's upon us. Yeah, May I May the just... odds be in your team's favor. <laughs> And again, just I mean, because I want to talk just like Plutarch stuff. I I like that he uh, wrote a speech supposedly for Katniss because she's going to District Two, you know. So that's obviously very close yeah, to the capital. Yeah, you know what? I'm getting like so like I was watching. I'm getting so annoyed with them hitting us over the head with like the propaganda stuff. You know? Yeah. Like, all right, we get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. At certain points, I'm just like, I really don't like the whole thing that like District like. Just coin. I mean, it, it, which is yeah, they want you to think that, but they're really like hitting hitting you over the head. Well, that and they're really. And then I also wrote like, wow, they're really starting to show like Gail has coldness to him. Yeah, that's something that like is not a slow which, burn, which is weird. You yeah, know? like Gail was like perfect till now. Yeah, all of a sudden, like in this movie, like in the last one, like I was just. You know, I mean, we both said like really him, like it should be him over Hutchinson. But it's but then this movie—it's almost just... like no, it's like almost like they watched all the movies and they're like, 
shit. Oh shit. She yeah. ends up with PETA. We have to yeah, we really it. need to yeah. make this other guy not likable because PETA's been pretty annoying. Can I jump ahead and ask, like, so was he kind of, is he responsible in a way for this bomb attack? It's like, it's, it's like asking if, like, the people on, on, you know, the Manhattan Project were responsible for killing all those people in Japan. Well, that's more creating something, but they all know that they're going to... He, you know I, I really highly doubt he planned that attack. Uh-huh. But he invented that bomb. It was oh, he idea. invented Remember that? Remember, it was his idea. He's, he's, honestly, at, yeah. he's at the table. Yeah. And he's saying, like... Let, he was basically like, first of all, oh, when he's saying like anyone that is just like helping. Well, first he he actually literally invents that bomb, but to backtrack because this is something we, we we you kind of a little bit brought up like that coldness in him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I the last movie I first started questioning like what the hell happened between films where this random guy from that district from district became is like fucking a one top, of the top yeah. generals, you know? Yeah. And it, it, he's like Katniss's age, right? So like he's like really young, and he's and like they trust his judgment for some reason. I mean, we must have missed a huge ass battle that he did amazing in or something. You I know? guess it, I uh, he showed initiative like saving people in twelve. I oh. guess so. I, but like I still like I'm surprised they trust like a guy from twelve, one of their like crappiest districts, to be like. But but regardless, yeah. So he's at that table, and he says like, "Oh, we should have a bomb." Essentially, I'm paraphrasing. We yeah, should have a bomb yeah. that like reacts slightly at first, so then people run in to help, and then it goes off twice. Oh, know? I like totally. He, so she's like one in one ear out the other. When I was just like when it's just like around the table planning jargon. Yeah, like I'm, like probably, I'm, t- I'm taking notes on the scene. Like they're sitting at a table. And yeah, I don't think he's like, oh, let's do this because yeah. like I don't think. He was cold enough to know that Katniss's sister, again jumping ahead, was going to be there. And, like, whoever dies, die. I don't think he really had that kind of mentality. No, but he just thinks anyone that's helping, the, like, the, the, like, the capital is an enemy. Yeah, and I, I think, like, he knows, like, he doesn't want to go to bat with Katniss at that point and being like, no, 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 you know, like, because yeah. like, he knows, he knows the gist at this point. I guess then it's kind of, because uh, nothing comes from it. But then it's a convenience factor that he's. What are the what are like the guys in the white suits called? Like the peacekeeper, um, peacekeepers, that he kind of gets pulled away by peacekeepers, because then he must be like taken away from somewhere. Because then Katniss. Yeah, that's why I don't think he planned that attack because he was there. No, but I'm saying that's like a kind of like a, they had to write something because then if he was there and all of a sudden he saw that, I think he would have been like, "We gotta run!" Like yeah. seeing. Yeah, if he. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if he even knew. Yeah. Like they were going to use it there, but I th- I think like what is he going to say to her? Right? Is he going to be like, well, no, I didn't plan that attack, but yes, I I invented that bomb and like and I and and we won in the end, so f- shut the fuck up, Katniss. And like you know what I'm saying? Like he knows like it was kind of a loss there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh-huh. but again, back to Plutarch here. Like you were saying, we don't hear much from him. We see him a lot of like reaction shots. My guess is that, and we know this kind of. My guess is that. He's big at the beginning, kind of like because he's not like in the field, you know. Yeah, I don't think. Again, this is one book, so if you think of him in the last one, exactly, and then this, and he and he was gonna have the big ending, you know, yeah, in terms of big ending speech. So just and, yeah, I, I don't know. I think we have to. We would have to read the books, but I, I'm implying that like he was kind of the new president that gets elected, who's like that random general. Uh-huh. 
I don't know if you caught that. Like, it's, yeah, from District Eight. Yeah, yeah. She like ends I put up, I put female Barack Obama. <laughs> she just had a very like. Uh, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I, I hear you. And she, like I, I to me from like the letter, and we'll play it. It seems like he's kind of gonna be a little bit of a puppet master. Yeah. Well, yeah. He almost because Coin was kind of again. It's this is the pro- I mean no, we, so we didn't read the source material okay <laughs> and then the source material is broken up into two movies and then our our like this character the actor passes so then we don't get him reading us or performing all this you know this role for us so what I'm saying is there almost seems since Coin was like put put him down a couple of times in the last one. And through the letter that he writes, he almost like knew that that's what was going to happen with Coin, but just was letting that going on, and almost again knowing that Katniss is the wild card, was just like yeah. So I think he was putting himself into a possible like like more like a position of power. I was I actually read this that like I was actually reading for this. I was trying to see like did he get elected president? And then like, and they changed it. And they in the changed thing it, but because... no, like even in in the book, apparently, yeah, it goes that way. I think he he's he's like the hand of the king. Yeah, know? he's like a behind the scenes guy for sure. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess he would never have the popular support because nobody really knows him, you know. And also, since he was a game master and lived that like lifestyle in in the capital, I yeah, people... like I doubt. I I would say it's highly unlikely in this new Penem that a capital person's going to win the presidency. He also must have... I know she... So, uh, you know, and, and Coin puts together this round table of the living winners. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, they can't be all the living winners, but I guess the living winners that we've met in the movie, so they're not going to, like, introduce new people in that scene. Living you know winners that had a part good in guys, the, yeah. though. You know, I'm sure there's, like... Yeah, sure, that's... Yeah, that's true. Like... But... He, I feel like he in the book. This is me totally guessing. I feel like he would have been at that meeting too, and they probably just didn't. Yeah, and we'll get into that meeting too. But as you mentioned, well, yeah, I mean, we're not going to really deep dive in this film, but one of the big moment is Katniss deciding. So they're doing these propos and they're filming different mm-hmm. things, and they want to film Katniss kind of in the Capitol, but she's not like not having a major role Mm -hmm. and she kind of overrides things and says oh i'm on a secret mission to kill snow so her old team turns into just like a snow killing thing yeah a lot of a lot of things here felt believe it or not in a long movie rushed and forced one of them is that whole thing like oh this is the 76 hunger games and i know i know i know we skipped things like we skipped finnick's wedding but like Okay, Finnick got married, everybody. Finnick, tragic story of Finnick. Tragic story. So, like, I didn't... Did you catch this that he was a male prostitute? No. So, I... I, Because remember I told you, like, Finnick was... Like, he always gave me, like, a different vibe. Wait, so in real life or in the the world of Hunger Games? No, in the world of Hunger Games. Like, (laughs) Snow forced him into male prostitution. Cool. Um... So, like, this is, like, that was supposed to make the wedding even bigger. Like, he's finally chose who can love, and he was finally... Oh. He, like, he couldn't, ma- just... yeah, he couldn't marry her because he was, like, a man whore. Oh. <laughs> but now he could. But regardless, so he marries 
uh, then he goes, yeah, I forgot her name. But then he's on like he's on Katniss's team. Natalie Dormer, who's filming, who's the director, but she also has a gun. You yeah, know? and Fulton. Yeah, Fulton Reed. There's a bunch of like, there's a she has a whole team, but. I think it was pretty forced that, like, he, you know, he mentions this is the 76 Hunger Games. I, you feel very disagree, but I feel like even the author, she knew she wasn't writing a Hunger Games book, and she feel like she had to shoehorn yeah. some of the game elements in, despite the plot growing out of that mm-hmm. and being more like, you know, like... This is a revolution. It's more about the war than like the games. Yeah, I so I'm the the last episode for part one. We we're like, oh, and this is now the first one that doesn't have Hunger Games. But obviously, in the book, they made yeah. it a point to like. So yeah, in the coming from and maybe the spectrum, it's played off better in the book. I don't know. Po- possibly, but cl- it's clearly not like the Hunger Games. I mean, okay, so it's all about like making a sacrifice, showing that you know. This violence, like we we do this, it's almost like that movie, The Purge. Like for yeah. for you know, there to be no violence, have one day of complete murder. This is just like it's a, it's a sacrifice. That's what it is. Going back, it's like that's at know. least the idea. Of it, yeah, you know, and yeah. So that's the idea. So that definitely that aspect, and then people like fighting again, you know, like against one another. That's not part of this, but I guess the 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 trap aspect is alive. Yeah, there's game the, makers. Yeah, there are game makers. Side note here, and now that the series is included, uh, the game maker, right? Are there like minor league Hunger Games? <laughs> no, because how many game makers can there be? Yeah, you know, there's one. A I guess year. there's like te- you know like team like. This is not one person coming over. Sure. Okay, this. true. Yeah, like so. It's like the special effects team. So, like, so, you know, it's so the Phil often, rather than a game maker, is really a head game maker. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they, like you're right, there's probably like teams. Yeah. Like, I mean, they there's show, a guy that does animals. There's a guy that does. They show I've, it from time until to time. Until they like, said the oil, team. I'm like, what the fuck is that black stuff? Well, I had no idea. <laughs> just a little side note on the oil thing uh-huh. that kind of like they're in a major war. Anyone who studied the history of modern wars knows that the most precious thing you can have is oil. You know, maybe oil, not. Maybe not in that world, though. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. It seemed uh, they did not find an alternate fuel source. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Oil is really key. Oil is the reason you know that like the Nazis marched on Russia. Oil is like. Like, don't waste oil on a stupid trap like that. Like, that's so dumb. <laughs> it's it's so much so much resources to. That was one of the that was I, I, I'm I'm, I'm it's, that was one of the last things I was thinking. About. But like the, all these that's all true. these traps yeah. are so much so like using so much resources to just send a lot of people with guns and kill them. Yeah, like it it, it doesn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Especially when you know where she is and she's in like the sewers, send if if it's so important to kill her. And there are a lot of peacekeepers there. Yeah, you know it's not like they're like don't have a lot of men left. Send in the people into the sewers and the subway, and kill her. You know, don't like wait for a freaking trap to do it. Yeah, I mean Snow is the ultimate like the bad guy that lets the person <laughs> speak before you know like every. I get it when it's in the Hunger Game because that's part of the sport. Yeah. You know, if the sport was just sh- kill people, 
Yeah, it's not just everyone, like, two people from every district jump in a volcano. Yeah, like, that would there be... There is a gla- gladiators. It's a whole... It's a realm. They, I feel like this author was just like, okay, I'm going to make it young adult, but I want to take... You know, like, so it's like, I'm going to do a vampire movie. It's like, this will be, like, gladiators meets Mayans meets... <laughs> Ancient Rome. <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh, no, one other thing I see, like, as far as then, because I said young adult, like, the girl jealousy is, like, at an all-time high between, like, Joanna and Katniss, like, in the... In- oh, yeah, yeah, so Joanna has a little, like, moment of, like, ah, oh, like, yeah. I can't believe you're, like, they just wouldn't take me as, like, the hero or whatever, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you know, this is the movie, though, in terms of, like, you said girl jealousy. The other, like, YA thing in this is... How heavy the whole, like, I don't know which guy to choose yeah. thing here. Oh, there's that horrible, like, talk between Peta and Gal. Yeah. And Gal's just like, an alt- like uh, you know, you know, and you think she's asleep, and uh, that, like, oh, she's, you know, she's going to choose somebody. It's like, oh, it's totally going to be you. Like, it's just, ugh. It felt, again, it just felt very stretched out, and they were like, we need to have, like, <laughs> this was like they had like the end of the bo- or you know this is from the action part of the book they're like we can't just have like straight action the whole time we need to find dialogue in there so let's- and it just wasn't the tone of the rest of them you know yeah. like what made the rest of them could is maybe the lack of this at least good for us mm-hmm. um uh, so i mean look they they make it there you know what's annoying too i mean i guess it's a different choice but this whole movie is about her trying to kill snow and her her like on this mission and she just kind of like doesn't achieve her goal you know like they bomb the capital anyway yeah so by by that time i mean she and gail after they hook up with catwoman um, oh yeah let's let's do a little like catwoman aside sure so the cat lady um tigress is her name (laughs) She literally, if you haven't seen this film, guys, like she literally looks like a cat. So she's like, she was a a designer yes. for the games. Yeah, Katniss recognizes her. Yeah, she's like a famous designer, and she got banned, kind of, for a couple reasons. But one of them, at least in the book, was that she modified her body way too much. I agree. <laughs> she has whiskers, you know. But then, but then she ends up helping them. So I guess she's good. But like, yeah, yeah, weird little. Aside, I feel like I never, I never really looked into it, but like I remember when this like came out, people were talking about it. I remember hearing that um, there's, I think there's like multiple cat people. Like it's not just like her. I feel like there's a group of cat people. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it at that. But it's, it's just, it's weird. They just needed again like a place to get away from all the uh, peacekeepers when they get out of the sewers. And so they're like, okay, we need like a. I, it just felt like a. Maybe it's this way in the book. Maybe it's just this way in the film. But it just felt again like a, a forced little moment. And then just introducing like a, a pretty crazy character for like a nothing part. You know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then all there's a message from the capital saying all the citizens to come to the mansion. And so Gail and Katniss decide to dress in capital garb and join the refugees and walking to the Okay, mansion. which is silly because yes, they're in capital garb, but they're like the only ones that like full hoods on. Yeah. Like, would you trust them in a crowd? 
and they even they like kind of turn back and forth multiple times when yeah. the peacekeepers looking at people and right before they're about to be found by the peacekeepers bombing starts happening and oh no i'm sorry like gunfire i think a bomb so a couple bombs and then gunfire and a bunch of rebels come out of nowhere that i feel like the peacekeepers would have seen or whatever but they come out of nowhere start firing katniss and gail are in the firefight gail ends up getting taken by a couple peacekeepers and then everything stops and the uh and those parachute things start coming out and people think it's i don't know the capitals giving them yeah, because those are like what Supplies. the gifts look like. Yeah, yeah, well, during the Hunger Games, that's what stuff was dropped in. Like, we know that sound, that beeping sound, the parachute's coming. So you think it's going to be food, tools, whatever, like, while they have to wait to get into the capital. And then Katniss, I think, right, she has a look on her face and she realizes what's going to happen. And then the explosion goes off. Yeah, and like, she, her sister's there as a medic, though. Well, that's the first part. Then she wakes up. And then she sees her sister there. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the second explosion. So she sees her sister, and Prim is... And, it, it's, and Katniss also catches fire. Nope, sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, every book, I guess every movie, she also catches fire. <laughs> but that's, like, We need the game, she needs to catch fire. Yeah. She's like, a, the author just has a little checklist of... <laughs> but that's exactly, that was exactly the bomb he said, like... The bomb that Gail described is literally that, and literally the reason that her sister, her sister dies because it's a delay. You know? Yeah, which I don't know how that works. I mean, who's a bomb? She set off another bomb if they're like from the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But <laughs> so yeah, so Prim, the whole reason that I mean, I think the rebellion would have happened, obviously, but the reason that our heroine that of Katniss is this whole book series is about her thrust into this into our story into this world now her sister's dead and I feel like it was just kind of you know she has this mo- her fallout then with Gale and that kind of pushes the like you know and Peter's also not totally crazy anymore he I'm sure has PTSD well all of them do from the Hunger Games but anyway I feel like Prim, like, for everything that the, the series started with it, and then she dies in this, it's just kind of, like, like washed over pretty quickly. See, yeah, I agree. That it, it might, in the film it wasn't treated as well. This is something that I like where the author, though, was going with this. It's very, like... And I'm going to say Lord of the Rings in, influenced the author, and it also influenced this film series. The Lord of the Rings famously ends. The film ending is different than the book ending. Yeah, you know, and and the the big like tryst that like Tolkien fans have is that the book is very like I mean the film is very positive in the ending. Oh yeah, and, well like, just overly put, glossed. If you just want to say the one thing from like the from Lord of the Rings, the Shire gets like destroyed yeah. in the books, and it's supposed to be like what happens in the loss after- of innocence. Yeah, loss of innocence and the aftermath of war. Yeah, like what war does to people. Yeah, and it does like Katniss's sister dying, and she was the whole reason that she became the Mockingjay. Is almost perfect if you want to say talk about the tragedy of war like the whole reason for doing this is gone anyway yeah you know so it's like which is good for then obviously then also what Katniss does in the end with yeah I like so so that to me is pretty sound I don't know if it was I agree with you like it wasn't more 
Maybe it wasn't handled 100% properly. It's just weird her, 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 she and her mom don't have a scene together, like, re- you know, really, like, you know, like, she's there, she says to her mom, like, what about Prim and the mom, mom has, like, a, I don't know, I mean, the mom didn't do much in this whole no, movie. No, in the whole series, I would say. Whatever. But yeah, like, I actually like where the author's going, but I'll say this, maybe the reason Peter Jackson did that is because that doesn't necessarily translate as well. That doesn't block- win you an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not blockbuster, what blockbuster films... No, are about... Block- yeah, yeah, blockbuster films don't... Oh my God, war is a real tragedy. Blockbuster films tie, almost tie the knots together, and you're like, yeah, yeah the sweet victory, you know? Like, and... Yeah. So, as... I, I know, if I was the filmmaker, I would have made the same choice, probably, because you want to stay true to the book, and you want to tell that story and tell... I think overall, the book and the series, as silly as it is, does depict the gray area nature of war in terms of, as we see later, like which side is really the good side? Mm-hmm. Obviously more Katniss aside, mm-hmm. but it's not like as cut and dry as... No, but you can always... You see people... on There's extremes on both sides, and there's yeah. people that are just going to repeat, you know... Yeah, so, like, I think it, the series does do well there, but I don't know. It wasn't executed well in the film. Not necessarily, and I think it was that whole thing we're discussing, that, like, young adult versus reality thing mm-hmm. that has to teeter on both sides because it has to appeal to the young adult audience, but also, like, be realistic when it comes to war. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a tall ask. I get why this is an amazingly popular book series, especially for young adults. I get that. Yeah. Um, but so again, everyone wants to lead a rebellion in their teenage years. So yes. So Julianne Moore as Coin, she assumes the presidency, and then there's that whole right like round table thing we were talking about. Yeah. Were you surprised by Katniss's vote? She made, I think, in my opinion, she made the decision of what she was going to do already, so she did that, so that was going to happen. So this was all part of the plan. She then, ha- yeah. I mean, you start to get in- a lot of inklings about Coin, really, from first, what's it, Mashara Ali's? Yeah, Marshal Ali, like, in his death moments, I guess, so they have, Boggs has this device that's, you find, the booby traps are called pods, mm-hmm. so we had, like, a gun one, then we had the tar, we had fire... Then we have these, the creatures, whatever the fuck are they were called. <laughs> um, those are mutts, actually. Those like, are mutts. When you call someone a mutt, it's like an insult. Because so what like, are they? Again, they're like... So I looked it up. They're supposed to be half a lizard, half human. And they were created for just, again... The like, games, yeah. Games. That's okay. a trap. <laughs> um, yeah, what was games. in the fir- I, I haven't seen the first one in a while, but you, I know you watched it before Catching Fire. Were there? What was like the? They were like wolf, wolf thing. type they were like thing, wolf yeah. hybrids. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Very weird. Whatever. But and the bees too technically are a hybrid. Yeah, the bees, and then there was oh the baboons. I guess are technically kind yeah. of hybrids too. Whatever. But whatever. <laughs> um, Jacket something. What? No, I'm thinking of the name of the bees. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just coin the winners, and she wants to hold the symbolic Hunger Games. Which which I would have voted hard no. I'm yeah, like, what I the mean, hell? I did? love that PD, and then uh, uh, PETA, 
or BT, I'm sorry, BT and PETA, like, were like, no. And, but he's totally, he's so wasted in this movie, or this series, uh, um, to, to write. Je- Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey yeah, Wright. yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, Haymitch is just like, are you, like, he's even like, are you serious? Like, what? But, but then, then he, he ends then up voting he, yes. Yeah, because... then he says, I'll go with the Mockingjay. Yeah, because But I think he is. can also tell that she has, that's how I was just reading it. I th- Yeah, I'm not surprised Joanna voted yes. Oh, no, she's, yeah, she's just, like, scorned at this point, and she, she wants, she and, like, Gail have, like, this kind of the same philosophy of, like, anyone that's, like, capital, you know, is evil. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised, again, I'm not surprised she voted yes, that's kind of why she, I was surprised Katniss voted yes. I think, I think they should have been more surprised, too. Yeah, but again, the, since the sister died, Coin thinks that she totally pulled a fast one on her. Uh, yeah, fair. And the thing about Coin though is like, she she's essentially she's like, oh, I'm acting president. But yeah, she, well, she pulls a whole uh, Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah, like, I mean, she's declaring. Know. She's really declaring herself dictator. Yeah. You know, who knows if she's going to hold an election or not. Yeah. But and everything Boggs said oh we continue but, that yeah. whole line. Boggs warns her when he gives the pod device pod reading device, he says, Coin, you know, never liked you. Like Coin, like why do you think Coin allowed you here? Like she wants, you know Yeah, she doesn't care if you die because your yeah. death would be more better than you living. Yeah. But they have I think sorry, I think you're right when you say like there's a lot of things for convenience. Why is she even asking for their vote? If she really wants to do that to again, I like you can't just approval. go straight up dictator, I guess. But she's she's making it seem like there's you know, like oh yeah, no, you're 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 founding, you're finding, the, you're helping the new Pan M by being here. You know, she's just trying to create this facade of a democracy versus going full on. But what if they would have voted no? Do you think she would have? Then yeah, then she's just yeah, totally like killing all of them in their sleep or something like that. And plant, pl- planting a bomb and saying, you know, a, a capital radical killed all, you know, all, <laughs> all of them or something like that. Yeah, you know, like, I think in the end of the day, you're going to get the same results. Yeah. But then we have our, like, and this is where, I don't want to call this a big finale because there's kind of like an epilogue, but it is really the finale of, this is the big thing here, so. I love it, though, like, the way, like. Katniss is dressed. Well, they're, so they're having an execution for Snow. Yeah, so they're going to execute Snow, and that's where gonna, they're going to announce the next Hunger Games. Yes. Um, by the way, do we ever get why it's called the Hunger Games? Nope. <laughs> it must be. In- oh, yeah, I'm sure it's in the books. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, we, yeah, like you said, it's Snow's execution, and it's in that big plaza that they do all like the Hunger Games intros where yeah. Katniss's dress was on yeah, fire. Yeah, like the chariots, the very Roman. Yeah. More I'm thinking about this is like so it's it's yeah it's Rome it's all like the great old empires yeah. that's what it is. So so Snow like Katniss is a big thing even in that round table thing she's like I'll vote yes. Oh this is where I kind of believe it actually she's like I'll vote yes but I get to kill Snow. Yeah. You know. So then then if I'm coin I would be like okay yeah okay maybe that's why she's doing it yeah so snow's on that little pole thing katniss comes out with her bow and arrow and like her night full black garb yeah you know coins like announcing it and this is where we see possibly cgi but not really hoffman yeah have a no reaction kind of thing (laughs) and yeah 
She shoots a coin through the heart. Instead of... Instead of Snow. And Snow just, like, laughs. Yeah, he loves it, because he just... But but then a bunch of people run at... I think they're gonna, like, run, and, like, someone's... Like, they're gonna grab Katniss, but they just run, and I'm pretty much, like, punch-slash-rip-apart Snow. Yeah, which... that That's... That's good death for him anyway. Oh, no, that's awesome. That's why I love this scene. And then Katniss is then taken away, and she's being held, and you think, like, what, what's going to happen to her? And then all of a sudden, Hamish comes into the room. Yeah, she, she's held in, like, prison. Yeah. But it's not, like, a scary prison, you know? It's just like <laughs> She's in holding. Yeah, because, you know, they're not sure what to do with her. But uh, my guess is that, especially, and this is probably hinted more in the book, that people were kind of like fed up with coin too as well like it they would have killed her instantly if coin was like this well again i think figure. plutarch saw exactly what was going on and yeah was, we kind of see in that letter too that yeah. he kind of did so we're at it we've said it i feel like in other episodes but in this one as well this was supposed to be like the big uh last scene between our main man philip Seymour hoffman and jennifer lawrence but it had to be given to uh, Woody Harrelson, which I mean, it it plays okay, but we'll we'll play we'll play the scene for you, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it. I'll read it for you, Katniss. Maybe the country was shocked tonight by your arrow, but once again, I was not. You were exactly who I believed you were. I wish I could give you a proper goodbye, but with both coin and snow dead, the fate of the country would be decided tonight, and I can't be seen at your side. Tonight, the 12 district leaders will call for a free election. There's little doubt that Palo will carry. She's become the voice of reason. I'm sorry so much burden fell on you. I know you'll never escape it. But if I had to put you through it again for this outcome, I would. The war's over. We'll enter that sweet period where everyone agrees not to repeat the recent horrors. Of course, we're fickle, stupid beings with poor memories and a great gift for self-destruction. Although, who knows? Maybe this time we'll learn. I've secured you a ride out of the capital. It's better for you to be out of sight. And when the time is right, Commander Paler will pardon you. The country will find its peace. I hope you can find yours. Plutarch. It suffices. It works. It works. Uh, okay, so... Because, and also they throw the line, obviously this doesn't exist because it wasn't a letter and it's him talking, but it works because they throw in that little line of he wants to stay away, you know, Plutarch wants to stay away from the mess, not to get like, you know, like pulled into it, you know, the public eye and stuff like that. Like he's going to let her go away and then eventually, and I forget, I'll just call her female Barack Obama, (laughs) we'll give her a pardon in a while. So I'll say this. I think they handled it well because I agree. I don't necessarily like that CGI stuff so much. I wasn't even a big fan of like the Rogue One Tarkin CGI stuff. I prefer like them just not for this one. If we wanted to Tarkin thing, I would prefer they hired a guy who looked like him. Like that's enough for me. I don't really need people to look exactly like them. I get that it's not real, you know. I didn't want them to hire like, and I didn't think Tarkin looked that great in that film. But whatever. That's on another podcast. <laughs> but. I don't, you know, I didn't want, like, a phony Philip Seymour Hoffman delivering lines mm-hmm. from, like, a look-alike voice, you know? I didn't really want, like, the Paul Walker stuff is a little sloppy in in, in that film, but whatever. Yeah. Um, 
I'm glad they handled it this way. It's the way I would have gone. But to me, it still would have been better if it was Phelps and Hoffman delivering these lines. Oh, of course. I mean, it would have been better... And I just wanted. I just oh, want another like, scene. You know, we yeah. want that, yeah. But I think it like it would have bookended better, like who this guy actually was and what his end game was. Yeah. Because it didn't seem like if we didn't know Philip Seymour Hoffman died, how would you process that whole thing? I, I know it's a hard question, but like I kind of would be like, what was his purpose? You know. Wait. If if he it, was if he if he. Was if there? we didn't, if you had no idea Philip Seymour Hoffman died, like if you're just watching this movie with like blind eyes, you know. Oh, okay. Like, so, yeah, okay. So in this world, Hamish reads a letter. Yeah, like, that's what existed. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, yeah. You'd be like that. It feels like they've been building up this character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Heart. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So well, no, and this and and this is going to be the. Big, one, the next biggest example of that is what is, we're going to experience with episode 9 with Carrie Fisher. It's been like building, you know. Yeah, and incredibly. Yeah. Incredibly, you know, in the last one that like building to how important she is. And then, eh, we'll see. We don't know how to handle that. But, <sighs> but, but they did the best with what they had and what they could. Yeah. You know. And, and, I, and, I, and it plays. Yeah, That's it plays. What, it plays. And you, and you hear from that line, like, he definitely, like, Maybe he didn't know what Katniss was doing. Maybe he was planning to assassinate Coin in some kind of way. Mm. But you can tell even in their dialogue, and unfortunately we don't have so many clips of that, but when he's talking to Coin, you could tell that he doesn't also 100% trust her. They have disagreements. Yeah, and like, again, she, I think she talks down to him. You know, a lot, yeah. A lot in the, in the last film we see. So, um, yeah, I mean... After that, we were just really oh well. We, as we praised her so much in the last film, but Effie is not like used or seen at all. Whereas film, really. Joanna was not in the last film. Effie's yeah. not so much in this film. Yeah, she. I thought like the no makeup thing and like making the most of it was that's like, really cool. interesting. And then also in this film, she's like and she's like up. back back yeah, in the habit, you know. She's like, not as like exuberant in her vocal. No, she's a little toned down, but she's yeah. like. Like she, yeah, she's back to like almost. She's like ninety percent Effie. But we get the what was it called again? The ship, shipping. Shipping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was I read that uh, that was not scripted, and Woody Harrelson and uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh really? Just, so they like shipped themselves. They shipped themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, we need a little bit of a pay. Like they were like, they read they they read the script and went like. All right, like it feels like nothing, you know. I'm glad. I'm glad, and it's not like implied like, oh, we've been dating all along. It implies like maybe just seems like, eh, they're banging a little bit. Maybe you know, maybe bunker banging together now. You know, <laughs> district the classic District 13 bunker bang. <laughs> I, I hope that I hope that they do end up getting together. That's something that yeah. I would like to see. I think they make each other better people. But Effie, who again was one of my favorite characters, and she's still one of my favorite characters in the series. A little disappointed on her. And again, like if that if this was condensed into like a three-hour movie, it wouldn't have felt as like as bad because in a sitting we would. Yeah, had- yeah. In the same sitting, you would have had the great Effie moments from the last yeah. one, and then this one, not like incomplete. Like the, the, the last two are incomplete. Um, so, Rotten Tomatoes. Last time it was sixty-seven percent critics, seventy-one percent audience. Worst. In the series, but this one is like close. 
it's almost the opposite. You get 70% critics, critics. 66% audience. And this is definitely a movie much more for the audiences, so that's, you know, interesting in that aspect. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, kind of... People were upset that Prim got killed. And Finnick. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we... We we We, we glossed, I said, a tragic story of Finnick, but he has, we finally got to see him, like, using his fucking (laughs) triton, which isn't really a triton, it's kind of It's just like a spear. Yeah, a spear that, like, yeah, whatever. And then... I think a gun would have probably been better. Well, that's, okay, so, I mean, I'm not gonna go on a crazy tangent, but I'm gonna speak my mind right now. In any of these movies, uh, let's go with The Avengers, Okay. In the first, like, Captain America, we see him, like, he has, like, a Tommy gun or, like, a, you know, machine gun during World War II when we're seeing, like, the the montage footage of, like, the little battles of Captain America winning in Germany. He's got a shield and a gun. And then in one moment in the Avengers, he picks up a gun to shoot, like, a Hydra, like, or whatever they were, uh, coming onto the, like, floating craft or whatever. But it's just, you're just going to use a shield the whole time? Like, you got super strength, but you got a shield, but, like, have a gun, too. Or Black Widow, like, so she's got these, like, taser things that's good for close quarter, but then she just has, I understand, like, it's smaller, but still, like, she just has, like, a 15-round, like, handgun, you know? Or, in the end of the day, like, if you're that good of a sharpshooter with a bow, I'm sure you're going to be freaking amazing with a gun. We try not to get political on this show. <laughs> but in terms of like coolness and I'm using this like lightly. Yeah. Guns kind of ruin the coolness of hand to hand combat. Oh. In films at least. Yes. You know, I mean, that's why medieval stuff is still pretty cool cuz when they fight it's like epic oh, that, yeah. and dramatic. Like an M16 at somebody is not Yeah, you're talking to a pro- I mean I'm not like a total like I'm not going to get into like my exact stands on guns, but when it comes to hunting, I'm not like necessarily against it, but I'm like bow hunting, spear hunting, like that's much more hunting to me. Uh than yeah. just the, than like a gun. But anyway, uh But but like even like like okay, like sniper stuff is like more interesting, I guess, than yeah. just like all that like and this is pretty good battles, these this series, and pretty good like gun battles. But when it talks about hand to hand, hand to hand stuff, that's just more exciting to see on film. And that's why, to like, me, knives still, and shit. maybe the coolest film of all time of like realistic of like the breakdown of like weapons and stuff like that is the raid redemption where it's a SWAT team that starts out with guns when they run out of guns it's just like okay let's like use like our knives or our batons or whatever and then it just gets to hand to hand at the end like it's just a very good you know that's realistic cool. breakdown yeah. instead of we're not going to the 80 movies where you never see Schwarzenegger or Stallone reload their gun ever and that's why in the Hunger Games yeah. like the actual games itself some of those weapons make sense because ammo and stuff like that are there even guns well in no there? they don't even give them yeah but they have like they, they have like certain things right like it's limited there you know like, Finnick te- can get any yeah. weapon he wants. I guess technically now. the bow is one of the better weapons to have. Yeah. yeah. But Finnick can get any weapon he wants in this army. And like, oh, let's give him a trident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool, like ceremonial. If he had a gun, did he have a gun? I don't think he has, even has a gun, right? If he yeah. had that, like, in his pack. Yeah. For, like, if somebody gets close. But he also Yeah, you should gun. just have, yeah, have each... Like, again, step of, like, distance kind of weapon. <laughs> Regardless. Have a rifle on you, a handgun, a sh- sawed-off shotgun, a knife, a fucking baton, whatever, you know? 
So, <laughs> yes. So, so rest in peace, Finnick. Yeah, you got married, you got laid by a ginger, probably, and then, uh, you know... I hope, you were a man I hope whore. before he left. You were a man whore. And, uh, <laughs> Pretty good life. And then Finnick. he died in the sewers because of the those, what are they called again, mutts? Yeah, mutts. That was ripped them apart. Yeah. Lizard, human hybrid. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> okay, I'll ask, I'm going to ask some questions then for you. Do you... Okay, what did you think of the series overall? Entertaining. I'll keep it... I'm going to keep it really simple with saying entertaining. Uh, It's coming from a young adult series, so... That being said... You know, I mean, we said it with Kara. We were saying other movies, you know, Battle Royale and, like... You know, stuff like that. There's... there's, If you're an adult and you want to see a movie that's kind of about at least what the first two... Uh, books are about like there's there's better ones, but I guess it ends up being an interesting enough rebellion story, and I do like the little the the coin the, you know the both sides have bad guys thing at the end and Katniss's decision and mm-hmm. then her quietly sitting with Peta and her children at the end. So oh yeah, I guess Again, we did, I guess we didn't go through that. She does end up with Peta. Yeah, they have like kids in a meadow. You know? And they have that annoying thing throughout this movie, uh, real or not real, like to bring those very. It feels like again like a teenage like game, but it's like him oh, like because yeah. he's been brainwashed and he's like real or not real, and so <laughs> so, so and he's like you love me, real or not real, because then they're just staying in the mansion in District Twelve. That's kind of you know. Yeah, they both go back to District 12. We mentioned that, what's his name, uh, Gail gets like a job in District 2. Like, Yeah, everything's, everything's yeah. <laughs> running something. And like, yeah. oh, resolution, she really didn't have to choose. She kind of forced to choose PETA, you know, because he went back home and he's there and whatever, he's back to normal. And they have interesting little post-life. And I don't know, um... I'll I'll be honest. I find it a little weird that they end with like motherhood when she's like a strong female. Not that strong female characters and people can have kids. That's not what I'm saying. It's just it ends so soft. It's soft, but it's haunting in a way. I haven't seen the movie Mother, but I'm like, is this <laughs> a, a prequel to Mother? Like, it just she's just sitting there and she's like, do you have not? Like, she's talking weird to her baby, and she's like, I'll tell you what my nightmares are about. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ha- it it is haunting. It's haunting, but like, I don't know if it's supposed to be. If that makes sense. Like, she she's broken forever. It's weird because it's juxtaposed. Maybe that makes it good. It's juxtaposed by like a beautiful meadow and like yeah. peace. We'll just put this. Up. We weren't even gonna like talk about. It. To me, the ending of the movie is just like, you know, that she kills Coin and then that like that that to me is like in my head like that's the yeah. yeah. The, the rest is like just an epilogue. Yeah. So fair, fair. How I feel about the series is surprised me. I thought it was gonna be worse. To be honest with you. I, I did enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the ending so much. Um, I, my favorite moments, besides like the Hoffman stuff, is actually in the Hunger Games, the games itself. So the ending not having an actual game was disappointing, but I get I get it, because where were you going to go? We're just going to do endless games, you yeah. know? So I get it, because you have to do a trilogy and stuff, but whatever. Um so my next question, I guess, is we're in agreement that it would have been much better, obviously, if Hoffman survived and finished his role. But despite being incomplete, 
now that we've seen the whole series, what do you think he brought to the series, and what do you think, like, I guess, we, we went over this a little bit, like, drew him to this, I guess is what I'm asking. I mean, what he brought to it was just that, just, that, I mean, that presence and that authority, and then, like, once you know what his character is about, you believe him, maybe not trust him, just because there's, like, deceit in this series, but you still, you just, he's believable, and, um, and so, and he just, he brings expertise to a young adult transferred into blockbuster movie series. As far as what drew him in, I, I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, he was, I think he was offered something, and as we learned from Amos, he really didn't necessarily turn things down, and he looked at it as like another acting opportunity. And uh, I, I do feel like, I mean, that character again. I mean, this is going from what I've seen from a book being translated into a film. I, I feel like still much more could have been done with that character. Like he was built up in the second one, and then he kind of falls to the background in like the next, yeah, but in the, in the again, last two. Possibly would have not felt that way if he was able to complete his work. Yeah, I think it's still because there wasn't a scene not filmed for the first part one too. I don't know if you know that, uh, but they had to cut one of his scenes from there because he didn't because they were filming it back to back. Yeah, and supposedly they were film going to film those two last mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, I th- I think I. I, I I think I still would have felt the same. I feel like they're just just kind of and and I feel that and and I and I say that because I feel that way for a lot of the other characters in the series as well. That's fair. I think again, if they do one movie at the end, we feel differently. Especially yeah. like Effie is a good example, as you said. Um, I I think the word and I've used this before, but I think the word is presence. Like he brings like a presence to the series. That yeah. That I don't You're even just think watching Donald him and Sutton, like, Sutton, and, that, and that's also, sorry, uh, and that's why again, the, like when, when I thought it was CGI, he has his presence, and so the fact that he it isn't him acting and responding to that scene the way he would have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in standing there and like his face just, you know, his fi- you know, pictured is a thousand words, his face, you know, yeah, we can, we can honestly say that. Now that we've seen all his films, he's not a guy that ever mailed it in. He's not a guy that it ever seemed like he didn't want to be there, even when clearly he's suffering. Yeah, he's you know suffering from his drug thing here. It doesn't feel like it in his scenes. No, he was either like if I was just anything negative, then it's not because of him. It's either that he's like misused or misdirected. Yeah, in, but in that spectrum, I, I agree with what you're saying. That little clip even though it was like two seconds looked weird yeah because we're so used to him being present in the moment and he didn't feel present there because he really yeah because he wasn't he he was not present (laughs) yeah so this is kind of a difficult question but how do you how do you feel that this is his final film it's kind of you know i don't obviously never wanted anything bad to happen to him or i mean even okay like look at plenty of it's it's better than what you know you could argue for like someone like 
I guess Robert De Niro's kind of coming back a little bit, but like Pacino, or even Christopher Walken, because he just kind of takes a little bit of everything. Like, so, you know, it's tragic that he passed away at, I think he was 44, 45. Um, so that's, that's sad. And then this, that this is his last work versus, again, just, I mean, yeah, that's more a masterpiece of the master. But so just the fact that this is what he ends on, this is this isn't as bad as like then what again some of these other great actors have kind of done in their later senior years. So uh, yeah, it's more, it's obviously just more when you just think of that. Then you just I it I obviously I have selfish thoughts again. Go back to like Star Wars or even Heath Heath Ledger. Like I'm just like you know it's sad and you're like what a great performance you know by Heath for the Joker what you know but see that's not even technically his last release because it's that uh, no but I'm thinking what would have happened with the series oh oh, and then obviously then Carrie Fisher going into episode 9 and so like you're you know you're like you know you're like oh fuck that's really that's sad that's that sucks but and then you're just like oh fuck you like are lacking you're taking away from my entertainment as well like you it's, have those it's, selfish it's thoughts. selfish yeah. it, but it's true we do think that you know as movie watchers like uh almost like carrie Fisher's a great example when carrie Fisher died you and i weren't like oh what a great career i mean yeah you know i have seen sh- less films because philip Seymour hoffman has passed away I would have seen if he. Oh came, yeah, yeah. If he, if he, for sure. He, 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 so he, let's say he did only even one movie each year since him passing. Uh, there's, there's, you know, four more movies I, I would have seen. For sure. Um, so just to tie a bow on this part, I think they handled it well. You know. Yeah. We we're well, we know his castmates loved him and had nothing. Yeah, and I think next week we'll play some some clips from that. Yeah. Speaking of next week, this is uh I guess the best time to kind of go over what the schedule for the rest of the podcast is going to be. Yes. You know, like how we're going to bring this home, really. How we're going to honor or try to at least honor Philip Seymour Hoffman's legacy as we bring the podcast to a close. So next week, as we're alluding to, we're going to have one of those act... It's going to be an Act 3 recap. We've done an Act 2 recap and Act 1 recap. Mm-hmm. Kyle, if you want to remind the audience what how we do these acts and stuff. Yeah, I think this one's going to be a little diff- different. We're not going to have as many... In the past, we've had uh, guests come back and say a little something. I think we'll definitely have our, uh, our friends, our, our uh, Cage Club co-creators... Uh, Mike Manzi and Joe and Lewandowski on to share a few words. This is the end of the podcast uh, that we'll, you know, working with them in the meantime. But, you know, we just, we're going to talk about some other small things. Like he was on an episode of Arthur. Yeah, the, Arthur, the like, like the show, Aardvark, yeah. The Aardvark. Um, and it's like, I even forget his name, but they, it's funny, they kind of drew. Yeah, he's of, like a parody of himself. Yeah. Um, like, like we mentioned, it's going to be. Um, kind of a little retrospective and also like a looking forward to what, possibly what could have been. Yeah. So that'll be next Wednesday, a week mm-hmm. from today, or whenever you're listening to this, I suppose. Um, the week after that, and we'll let you know next week for sure, we might have an episode, we might not, depending, it might be a clip episode. We're still kind of concocting what that week will be. Yes. But the big news is for the final week. Yes. The final, final episode. So get a paper and pen out 
write this down or go on our Facebook and see it. But Yes, so we've been alluding to it. and uh, A lot of hard work. Lot of <laughs> and on Saturday, April 21st, at it's called... Uh, Gold Sounds. Gold Sounds in Bushwick, Brooklyn, Brooklyn New York City. Um, we are having a live event. Yeah, so Hoff fans out there in the New York area, or if you want to fly here, but I doubt that, yeah. the New York area, we are going to do our first ever live episode. The episode won't air live. We're just recording it live. Yeah, in front of a li- li- live audience. A live audience. And it'll be not just the end, but it'll be our Hoffy Awards, our Philip Seymour Hoffman Awards for the podcast. Yeah, we got some, some of the other fun ca- categories. Some of the other Cage Club podcasts have done award shows. We decided, and we're going to bring it back a lot of guests who've been on the show. We're going to talk Philip Seymour Hoffman's legacy. We're going to yes. talk his whole career, favorite moments, and stuff. But we're also going to give out some awards for some some fun and interesting things. But once again, that's April twenty first. The episode will air the following Wednesday. But- yeah, the twenty fifth. So the rest of the month, we've got now on the fourth. This episode you're listening to it is aired today, and then we're going to have our Act Three recap on the eleventh. The eighteenth is up in the air. Might again, might as Brian said, might be. Uh, just a clip episode for favorite moments and then but then uh saturday the 21st will be the live event and then we're gonna you know obviously put that together and release it on itunes or however you're listening to this uh on wednesday april 25th yeah so so just want to say this again april 21st it's a saturday gold sounds in bushwick brooklyn from Two o'clock? Yeah, two p.m. Two to five. To five. Two p.m. to five p.m. Nice little day drinking. They have a bar, of course. Yes, it's a bar, and then there's a backstage room where we've seen some live music, an accordion player. Yes, uh, so just go all the way to the back. Yeah. We'll be there. You can meet us in the flesh. You could, I mean, if you really want to. (laughs) I'll I'll wear a a Hawaiian shirt. Good to know. I haven't revealed my wardrobe choice yet because I haven't thought about that. I just decided right there. <laughs> so, so you get to see us, you get to meet us, you get to interact with other Hoff fans, you'll get to uh, sh- share in his legacy, and hear us do a live show. Yeah, and, cur- and curse me off in person. Cause... Yeah, if you want to punch us in the face in person, we'll let you do that on air. Sh- yeah, you know? I'll get... Pu- I'll get- you know, Kyle a visual gag on audibly recorded. Not me, not me. So, as far as the awards go, we definitely want you guys to vote because, you know, the, the, we want our Hoff fans' opinion here. Yeah. So, we're going to be posting it on our Facebook. Um, if you don't have Facebook, get in contact with us somehow, mm-hmm. and and we'll send you a ballot. And we'll, again, we'll be giving the awards out. I'm not going to get into categories now because we'll we'll do a little bit more in depth on the awards next week or even that other week. Um, we'll be talking about the awards for the next couple weeks. It's fair to say. Yeah, and then we're gonna read the you know the winners of the categories at the live event. So then, obviously, you'll hear that on the episode when we release it the next Wednesday. Yeah. So the awards are going to be, and in, in no particular order, we have best catchphrase, best film moment. Uh, best freak out. That's a fun one. Um, some other ones here. I'm not going to mention all of them. Best female co-star, best male co-star. You know, best collaborator. That's like a director thing. We got we got we got a bunch of stuff here. Favorite lead performance. Best or favorite Hoffman film. So so we have a bunch of categories. We want you to vote. Vote 
often. We don't care if you vote multiple times. Yeah, I think we've selected, what, minimum four or five for, like, each of them. Some have a a few more. I think one of them has, like, ten. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know. We are fans of democracy Yeah, through democracy, through our new Pen M. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In the spirit of the new Pen M. And everyone that comes to this live event, we will have you battle one another. Yes, it'll actually be (laughs) Hunger Games, Bushwick, Brooklyn style. <laughs> Which would be interesting. Hipsters battling each it's other. Just a lot of like slapping and. <laughs> but but vote often. Vote early. Vote late. Vote all the time. Um, and we'll be you'll be hearing our voices pressuring you to vote for the next couple of weeks. That's fair. Yeah, make a decision, Gail or Peta. <laughs> so so one last time, let's let's tell them about the live event. April twenty first, Saturday, two p.m. Gold sounds, just Google it. But we'll obviously, we're going to have this. Again, go on Facebook. Maybe we'll ask them on Cage Club. To, well, go on cageclub.me and you'll see in the bio we'll put like the exact like address in the in the episode bios for the next like three weeks. Yeah, we want to meet you. We want to see you out there. Yeah. We want, we want, we want uh, the Hoff fans' presence to be recognized. Don't, don't necessarily do it for us with this show, do it for Phil. Do it for Phil. And stay on cool. Thanks, guys. Where did you come from, baby? How did you know I needed you? How did you know I needed you so badly? How did you know I'd give my heart gladly? Thank you. I believe in miracles. Since you came along.